We are oh, out here. Jack. Fuck y'all talking about. Sophisticated Jack. ignorance. Are y'all fucking crazy? That's a fact. Talk are y'all crazy? Yo, y'all getting me tight. Like, I be out this here trying to be humble. Let's not get drop. fucking crazy. Sophisticated ignorance. All right? You gonna do the intro or I'm gonna do the intro? Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> back to Sophisticated Ignorance. I am Naima Simone. And I am Steven. That was a great job. I thought you was gonna, like, panic because I, like, purposely always try to fuck you nah. up in the intro. Now they want to call me back. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep what talking. happened? No, I just got upset. See, you still fucked up. Well, then I guess I did what you wanted me to do, right? See, all it right. all works out. It all works out. But we have a special guest this week. <laughs> oh, wait. We have Miss Dia Pierre. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Um, no video this week. I don't know where the fuck Vixen is at. No photos this week. I don't know where the fuck AV is at. We gotta yell at y'all. We gotta yell at both of them at a different time. <laughs> but um, before we even get started, shout out to our sponsor as always, Scotch Porter. Make sure you use the code SI10. You save 10% off all your orders on scotchporter.com. Get your daily essentials for hair, face, beard, and all that good shit. But um, yeah, the last few weeks we've been kind of doing like more serious topics. So I was like, all right, the summer's about to come. I want to start like doing some more fun shit. Just you know, it's been a while since we like really was acting up to to certain extent. So I was like, let me try to like reach out to certain people that kind of make me think about the summer to uh, in a certain light. So a uh, little backstory. Well, not even a really backstory. I, I think that, I think. I first, I I guess the um, proper term is discover, but I think the first, <laughs> I think I first came across Adia via Twitter, and then you know through the years you start following people on other social media platforms. So I, I've been able to like watch you, you know, do different you know business ventures and the things that you're passionate about and things of that nature, and you know like I said with the summer coming and you being an a mixologist. Which we'll get to because there's a difference between mixologist and a difference between a bartender. So I was like, yeah, let's bring on the show. We could, you know, revisit her past and talk about alcohol and all that good shit. Look at you fucking excited. <laughs> <little> alcoholic <over laughs> Love <there>. alcohol. <laughs> so to start off, the question that I hate and probably every guest hate is who are, who is Dia Pierre? Um, wow. See? I told you. That <laughs> threw me off a little bit. Um, Dia Pierre is a creative who doesn't like being locked in into one thing, who likes experimenting, who likes challenges, who likes failing, who likes learning. And um, I'm currently always um, always creating something different. Mm -hmm. um, right now, my lifelong focus is bartending um, because the end game is to open a bar. End game. Um, I see what you did there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dia is just somebody who's very experimental with her creativity and just wants people to try different things. That's a great answer. That might be I'm the best answer. For an interview. <laughs> just change your name. That's all yeah, you gotta that's do. That's it. You don't <laughs> even bartend. You don't even bartend. You gotta use that shit. Not yet. I'm about to. Okay. So I can say that. Well, we did talk it. about that. You need to like get in the game, yo. It's lit out here. <laughs> But so, I have to get a, a license, correct? Not really. You think oh. them chicks uptown got a fucking license? Ten, like, honestly, I got my bartending license because I went to an interview and they asked me. I didn't have it. So I was like, I'm going to go get out the way because I don't want to lose no opportunities. 
Mm-hmm. And then after I got it, every time I had an interview, they asked me if I had it. I said, yeah, but nobody's ever asked me to actually see it. To see it. Uh, so okay. It doesn't matter. Gotcha. But isn't that dangerous from a legal standpoint? Like, imagine if you did something that caused harm to somebody and they was to file a police report and do background on you. What? And you ain't have your license. Wouldn't <clears throat> both you and the establishment... No, it's mainly be the establishment because it's their job to background check it. But honestly, um, it's really not that hard to mess up bartending. I mean, I ID'd everybody and um, don't poison the one. That pretty much is that simple. Okay. That's about it. Straightforward. (laughs) So, um, like I said earlier, you've... And you've kind of elaborated on it as well. Like, you jumped into, like, different business ventures. So, what was, like, your first business venture that you started? My first business venture, I started like late high school, was I had a clothing company called 34D. And um, I called it 34D, honestly, because in high school, junior high school, high school, like I was one of the rare amount of girls that had big breasts. Mm -hmm. And um, my friends used to call me WDA. Like it was always a thing that you'd comment my breasts. So when I was trying to like sit with my friends and we were trying to think of a name that could create. And at the time, I was Brenda and Kendra, so it was like BK. That's why I named my boobs. <laughs> and um, I was like asking them, like, girls, what should we name it? And then my friend was like, just name it after your breasts. And I was like, okay, 34D. I'm okay with that. I'm far beyond a 34D at this point in my life, but whatever. Um, that was my first thing, and it was the concept of creating um, – Statement pieces that made the human body be something very natural. Mm-hmm. So everybody, like in New York City, a female could walk around topless and it's not a crime. Um, but it's the concept that I never knew that. Yes, yeah, why not, are you shaking your head? It's I, not illegal to walk around topless. These gems with me. I'm just saying. But if you do that, then you're a whore. You're a slut. Even mm-hmm. like you know, Amber Rose takes uh like a she does a slut walk and stuff like that. It's the message that like, why do we have to dump ourselves down because men don't know how to control themselves? Mm-hmm. Like. My what I wear should not say consent. So I did a lot of raunchy images or sexual statements. Like that was my goal to just make people uncomfortable and have the conversation through imagery in my shirts and stuff. That's dope. Oh That's God. dope. I remember some of the pieces. The ones with the titties. Probably. That's probably, probably. the one you remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because the reason why I thought it was always dope because it was like, like you're saying, the world we live in, like men have these huge opinions about women and their figure and how they sell how they sell sex Mm -hmm. and i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think you got any negative feedback based off of that brand i felt like i didn't get any negative feedback but there's always a few people were like why would you name up you just want attention on you i'm like whether i'm ugly whether i'm attractive when i'm fully dressed and naked i'm gonna have attention on me regardless so might as well be worthwhile while you're looking yo talk heavy (laughs) talk heavy And then what was the next uh, business venture that you... Um, Truthfully, from there, like, I stopped doing 34D because I was pretty much broke and homeless at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to be a, a waitress, and I worked in a bar, and the lady was like, if you get your food handlers, you can do Saturday and Sunday mornings by yourself behind the bar. I'm like, cool, so I did it. And then I was like, I didn't really know how to make drinks. So she'd teach me a little bit and a little bit. Um, came across another girl who got me into bars, bartending and stuff like that. End up in a bar where the lady just took over. She had like a hundred bottles of liquor and because it's from like the old establishment, she's like, just help me sell these stuff. So I used mm-hmm. to just play around with different liquors. Mind you, I had never drank until I was about 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to drink because my dad was an alcoholic. So I was like, I don't want to have that passed gotcha. down to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had the most fun like experiments. And if you told me you didn't like gin, 
I'm going to find a way to make you like gin. Because I was in a space that I just had so much, like, options for liquor. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I, I was known from 34D to, you know, D the bartending. Like, that's the go-to. And um, it's just something that out of all the things I've done in my life is one thing I will never get bored of. It's something I would do for free if I had to. It's just I really love it. So, And that's what I really am passionate about, and that's what I'm sticking into the very end. That's dope. That's dope. So speak about the mental aspect of it, because I think what doesn't get discussed, as all of us in this room are creatives, but creatives in general, is like, no, there's very few people that I could even think of that, you know, once they come up with a concept or idea, it's like, this is what I'm going to do in my life, and this has to be successful. If you speak to a lot of people, they usually jump from different things. Some of them may be linked. Some of them may have no relation to one another. So speak about, like, the mental aspect of, like, uh, you know, going from a T-shirt brand to now you're doing bartending. Like, what is that What is that thought process as you go through these different transitions? I feel like anybody who jumps from one, one, one thing to another... Um, it's two types of people. There are people who are just hopping around to figure out what's going to be the next thing to hit. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who generally just have fun doing it. So for me, it was never like, oh, this is not working out. Let me try this. It was, this wasn't working out because I have a situation. I'm going to make the best of the situation. It just so happens that I stumbled along and enjoyed what I got into. So it was never a real hard transition for me or like a mental strain or anything about that doing like, art creatively to bartending because it's an art in itself. It's a craft in itself, and I still have creative control. And that's all my soul ever wants, to have creative control over something. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just more that I'm older now, and I'm thinking more long-term, how do I leave an impact? How do I not have to clock in and clock out? Mm -hmm. How do I really capitalize off of my passion? And how do I influence other people around me? Like, how do I want people to, you know, people buy... Um, not what you're selling, but why you sell it. So people who know me, honestly, anytime I'm doing something, they know that if you don't like the drink I made you, I would definitely be like, you don't like it? Fine. I'm not going to feel in type of way. What do you like? Let me try to make it better for you. Like, I'm always mm-hmm. going to put that out there. So it wasn't a, a hard mental strain. It was some I enjoyed doing the first thing. I enjoyed doing the next. So it was easy for me. And Naima, because I know, I don't know if you said this on the show, but I know initially you was going to school to become a doctor or in anything in the medical field, and now you're in the beauty industry. Yeah. And I know you had told me, like, your mom wasn't really feeling that no. off the rip. Are you West um, Indian? No, we're okay. from the South. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess sometimes um, Caribbean people and Southern people, our values cross. They're very strict with education. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're a woman, mm-hmm. they, is, that shit is different. But... Ever since I was like maybe 11, every school I went to was dedicated towards health careers. So by the time I graduated high school, I was already going into college taking nursing exams. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then when I was 25, I said, okay, well, I don't want to be a nurse. No more. I'm just going to be an OBGYN because I like working in, um, with, with the babies and stuff, those nurses. So I wanted to be an OBGYN. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I think I want to be a makeup artist and I want to own my own business. Mother was like, bitch, what? You going to drop out of school when you're like two years away from the MCAT. You're dropping out to like play on people's faces. But it was just like I always did what my family wanted me to do. So I was just like, no. And it makes me happy. I have a good business with my sister. She's an esthetician. I'm an esthetician now. So we want to expand that. So we're looking to open up like a small spa. 
get that money. Yeah. And then I want to retire being a teacher at beauty school. So I want to teach at some point and retire that way. Let me invest. That's beautiful. Yeah. Happiness is the end game. Yeah. And I still get to work around women, make them look beautiful. So that's all I kind of want to do. Yeah. I think for myself, I think it was the happiness factor. Mm -hmm. Like, I was originally going to school for computer science. And then when I first, my first computer class I had to take was like on binary code and I was the only black kid in there. And I was like, first, I don't even understand the fucking <laughs> curriculum. <laughs> then I don't have no peers per se. So I was like, this shit ain't for me. And then since then I would just like jump into different shit. I was also doing like t-shirt and clothes. You still have a couple of those pieces. Yeah, me must still have them. Mm-hmm. Y'all loyal, y'all loyal. Mm-hmm. You still um, wear it. <laughs> yeah, then I got off of that, and then ever since then, it's like I just pick up different trades here and there. I was like, all right, this is exact. Just knowing how shit works from the operational standpoint, that's what I fucking specialize in because that's the shit that appeals to me. And I think, I, th- I think a lot of people fail to realize it, you got to find what appeals to you. A lot of times, like you were saying, it's like people see – What's popping on Instagram was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could do this shit too. Like, I, I remember when the wave was, um, what the wave was? Like party promoter. Not party promoter, but like, uh, uh, what's the term? I can't think of it right now. That but was like, a wave though. What? Everybody was a party promoter. Everybody was a party yeah, promoter. Yeah, that was, that the, was, but that was like before social thing. media though. Yeah. That was, yeah. Even now, the party promoters ain't dying. Everybody they, was they, an influencer. Yeah, that's, they, that's what they upgraded to. Mm-hmm. An influencer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got something that's popular and viral. You're an influencer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they don't promote shit. Well, they promote, but they don't plan shit. Like, they don't, nothing. It's like I'm pulling up and people that's are going to pull up because of me. Yeah. Not because I do anything crazy, but just because yeah. of me. Yeah. Because I just talk shit on Instagram a few times a week. Like, I just learned about who uh, Tia and Jerba, what's that? The rapper. Who? He's a rapper. Who? I'm probably saying his name wrong. Tia and Gerbil? Gerbil. Somebody's going to listen G to this. G Herbo. There we go. Oh. G Herbo. <laughs> listen. <Okay>. Gerbil. <laughs> I, I was so confused. I was like, I know I'm outdated, out. but sheesh. I finally figured out who they were. Uh, and then that his baby mother is not like anyone special. No, she just looks cute. Uh, I like looking at her, though. She's pleasing to look at. <laughs> She's That's kind of the case for a lot of people in general. That's it. You just like look at them. I yeah. fall into the Kim Kardashian trap a lot of times. Like she does nothing of significance for me, but sometimes I'm just like stuck scrolling. Like she's so artificially beautiful. I just I just have to keep going. That's true. Yeah, it's I just look like that with Chloe. I can't do Kim. It's a look. I could do That's Chloe. it. That's it. So, what made you want to like really focus on mixology? Like, some people was like, okay, I can make drinks. You know, pour a little bit of this, pour a little bit of that. But there's, like, a legit science to it. So what made you so passionate about it? Um, I've worked in hospitality, food, and beverage industry my entire life, like, legally working at 13 in a little kitchen. Um, and the biggest thing for me, I'm in the business of talking with people, no matter what. I've been a manager, bartender, server, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's the type of satisfaction I get when you can make an impact on somebody. It makes my day. Mm-hmm. And 
I just know that when I've gone places and somebody mixes messes up a, a whiskey ginger, I'm like, this is unbalanced. This tastes horrible. I don't want everybody. I don't want anybody talking smack about me like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm very transparent. Like I'll pay attention to somebody's facial expressions. Like, is that too strong? Is that too sweet? What's like? I want to know. Like mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist in that kind of sense. And um, it's I take a lot of pride in my work. That's all it is. Like an artist that actually cares about his work is not gonna put out a, a bullshit mixtape or a bullshit. <coughs> Kanye West. <coughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Ah, oh, Lord of mercy. Um, they're not just gonna put something out. Just like if you really care about your craft, you're not, you crap, mm. you're not gonna put something bullshit out. So that's how I feel about it as well. Like I really, really take pride in people thoroughly enjoying my work because I drink a lot not like I drink like an alcoholic but I go mm-hmm. to like cocktail bars and like I take notes and I try different things and it's a good thing you know and you're always going to get people's money in the long run if they're happy so this is that, true. that always works out this is true you um that makes me think about that show I used to watch the show all the time uh, Bar Rescue yeah yo that was my shit he was over the top but yeah I definitely but that's like, how you gotta be because like you them niggas be like in the hole for like six figures yeah. and most of the time it's because of they're not passionate about this shit the yeah. shit was inherited or you know they you know come up on some luck and like they got the shit for low and then they just don't give a fuck about the craft anymore and then you'll have and in, in most of the episode episodes that i've seen the bartenders don't know how to fucking mix drinks or there may be one or two that <laughs> knows how to mix drinks and then the rest of them they either half naked and just start pouring shit like there's a legit science to it of how you're supposed to pour liquor and how much ice you're supposed to have how much liquor you're supposed to have how much mixer and all this extra shit and more times than not because the science behind it is um if you give them way more liquor than what you're supposed to then they're gonna feel drunk faster and then by them feeling drunk faster they're not gonna spend money anymore yeah if you make it sweeter they're gonna get fuller sooner so you could charge for an expensive sweet drink and they are probably going to order one or two. You're not really going to get profit. So there's a balance between yeah. a lot of stuff. You just got to... A balanced cocktail is the best way I can describe it. So you're going to get profit. But there's people who just come. Like, those people who business fail because they just want to make money. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to do what you love and the money comes after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're just doing it because, like, oh, I'm going to get money real quick. Like, you think this is easy. Nah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work when you care about something you want it to come out right and last long. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first drink you ever made? Damn, No. Because the first drink I, I ever made, I didn't even know how to make it. I was just, I don't know, I think my first drink was a wine. I had poured wine. I didn't know how to pronounce Sauvignon Blanc or whatever. <laughs> but the first cocktail I made was like a West Indian bar. I think it was mm-hmm. like, incre- it was something really fruity. It was like a sour pucker or Incredible Hulk. I don't know. I just know the girls with me. I was like, what's in it? How do I make it? And I'm pretty sure it tasted like ass. But I was cute <laughs> and my boobs were out, so they kept buying it from me. But yeah. That's nice. <laughs> it all comes full circle. So, I'm um, is it safe to assume that you see yourself more as a mixologist than a bartender? Absolutely. Or maybe both? No. Mixologist. Definitely mixologist. Because so, it's more than just a rum and coke. So what's the difference between the two? Um, so the difference between the two. Um, if you're a bartender, um, you're just there to Mix simple drinks. Like, I think about bartenders, like, you're working in a club or something. Nobody's asking you, can you make me a margarita, old-fashioned, X, Y, Z. Like, you're just making the simple basics. You're pouring a beer, pouring wine. Mm -hmm. You're doing little mixers. You don't have to remember anything. You don't have to worry about measurements, stuff like that. But for mixologists, if you go somewhere like the Dead Rabbit, like, is downtown um, over here, 
and there's like 50 bottles of different syrups. There's about like 30-year-old whiskeys and wines. And then mm-hmm. you look at the menu, it's about like six ingredients and people like perfectly pouring everything. And the, they can make the t- same drink 10 times and it's consistent, mm-hmm. the same taste, same color, same consent, like Wait. everything's consistent. It's really an art and a science that you're taking your time, you're pacing, you're very conscious of it. You're not just like, oh, fuck it. They like it. They don't like it. It's not my problem. You still got to pay for it. It's really like caring about what you're doing and making an, an impact very big thing good answer <laughs> good answer no because when I told someone someone told me I should bartend like a client of mine was doing her makeup and I was like I don't know I make no damn drinks and she was like no you don't really have to know how to make a drink and in my head I'm like but I'm that customer that goes to a bar and I want a specific drink and if you can't make it then I'm gonna be like yeah so I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I, think though, I, I think don't want to be like that. Those bartenders though only work in the specific uh, establishments. Like they couldn't work at uh, you know somewhere in Midtown where people have a level and that's of expe- what I expectation. Like if I'm be you know I want to work in those kind of areas. I don't work no damn hip hop. Because I definitely uh-uh. seen like a few bartenders or star tenders, whatever the fuck they call mm, themselves. I've seen them on Instagram complaining like, "Yo, they'll be coming up to the bar asking me to make such and such." Yeah. If it's more than two items in the drink, you ain't getting it. Yeah. That's nuts. Sometimes they don't even know what it is. When I they mention don't. it, I'm like, you never... Well, no? they only got two okay. in the tuck. I definitely went to a strip club with one of these infamous, like, star tenders. And it was two ingredients in the drink. And it tasted absolutely horrible. And I'm just like, I don't understand how you really messed this, Mess up. this up. But, sis, you probably out here making way more money than me. So, you know, get it. <laughs> Go ahead. Get, get it get how it. you get it. You about to land you an NFL player, NBA player, whatever you just... Good. Do they really? What I don't yeah, know. I don't think the numbers show. They in a little check here and there, so I don't know. It it might be here for a good time, not a long time, but at the moment, you know, they getting they thing. Everybody they hustle, so right. yeah, I ain't God knocking nobody for their hustle, mm-hmm. but just you know, humble yourself, queen. <laughs> humble okay, yourself. So I sneak my own bottles in those kind of clubs anyway. It's all good. That's the spirit. <laughs> uh, do you ever find yourself having to like? clarify for people like yo don't address me as a bartender like i'm a mixologist i'm not easily offended so i don't really uh correct people when they say i'm like oh okay you think i'm a bartender great when you have my cocktail you're gonna understand i'm not just a bartender so i like my work speaks for itself you see that boldness like let these (laughs) niggas know get the peons mere peons (laughs) i'm gonna use that word peon uh so what is your thoughts on just like the bartender and star tender culture in general or you really don't care like Y'all niggas get your money your way. I get my money my own way. Honestly, when I started out, I wanted to do it off the strength. They're like, oh, my God, I don't have to really make any drinks. I just got to look good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yay. Um, and then at the same time, it's like, that's cute. But I feel like if I actually want to go far with bartending, then I'm just going to play myself. If I'm just making half-assed things, not really learning shit, I'm not really challenging myself. If I feel like... I'm going to get it just by shaking my ass and looking cute, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't have the mindset of opening a bar and stuff like that because I'm not really understanding the science mechanics behind a bottle. I'm spending my my inventory and my cogs. Like, Had I not been at cocktail bars, I wouldn't have that mindset to want to have a business one day. If I stayed being a star tender and stuff like that, I'm just like, I'm going to keep shaking till somebody rich come along and just take my cares away. But at the end of the day, you know, people do what they got to do. Um, I know girls who were bartenders, star tenders. Um, they capitalize as much as they can. Mm-hmm. They pay for school or they pay for house, whatever the case may be. Um, everybody gets it how they want to get it. 
but it's not something that was for me. I never understood why none of them actually like grouped up and like owned their own establishment. Oh yeah, that would have been a genius. Because most of those like places, Hooters? sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking Hooters, but like but once again, they, they working in like these nightclubs and whatnot. But they don't have the mindset of the business for it. You yeah, just but pour a drink and look cute. You're not learning yeah, nothing. This is you're true. Just, you're getting paid off your looks. You're not getting paid most, off your most talent. of them spots is always owned by like Jewish men. Oh, yeah, really? Like I've never Polish. seen. Yeah, wow. I've Russian never. Types. I've never yeah. seen a black owned like Starlets and the rest of them. They ain't owned by nobody of color. I never even mm-hmm. thought about that, honestly. Yeah, wow. I, I know a couple of them, and they complain about homeboy. You know, oh, you why you ain't post today? Nigga, <laughs> no, that's a lie. Nah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, they don't even think about that shit. It's like he's not paying for marketing. You're doing his marketing for it. Yeah. And he's taking a cut of whatever you fucking make. the same pay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I was looking at the shit crazy when they had the uh, the stripper strike and whatnot, like their beef, and I was like, okay, there's clearly a community of y'all, <laughs> and the establishments are treating y'all a certain way. Why don't y'all pull your money together and just open up your own spot or educate yourselves those people trying to get quick money, the ones who don't want quick money and just trying to do this to stack up for something, they eventually leave and go on and do something with other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. But the ones who just have that cult mindset, they're not going to go nowhere. They're not going to think that deeply. Mm-hmm. They just want the money. They're comfortable. Yeah, they, they really want the think, money straight They up. really think drink coming to the Bronx. Mm. Mm, yeah, no. I used yeah. to love Sin City, but they're gone now. But still. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm good the like, No, no. Poor child. Poor child. So, are there any stereotypes that come with uh, being, like, a bartender or mixologist? Like, obviously, the ones that, you know, are in the leotards, they get looked at a certain way. Yeah, I, honestly, it's the stereotype is just a sexist thing because if you say that you're a bartender, mixologist, either or, and you're a guy, people will be like, oh, he... He most he likely know, knows, he knows what shit. he's doing. He knows his shit. But when you're a female, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a mixologist. Oh, really? Do you know how to make this? Do you know how to make that? Mm, Do you know how to you. make that? <laughs> Do you know what count? Do you know how much is about it? Do you know what's the difference between the, the whiskeys? Do you know any? No. So don't question me. It's it's just always that, oh, you're, you're, you're a mixologist. That's cute. That's adorable. So it kind of sucks, too, even when you're applying for jobs. Like, most places rather take... Um, a guy over a girl mm-hmm. and if you're a girl bartender I, I don't even mean to sound crazy if you're ugly you're more, more than likely to get the job at the cocktail place because they figure that you're doing this because you actually know what you're doing but when you're attractive and you're a female mm-hmm. they're like oh you just think that you're going to be cute. a star tender you're going to be cute yeah. that's not the kind of place it becomes like really hard when you're trying to be serious so that's like the biggest stereotype about it if you're, if you're a female that you don't know what you're doing or you don't know about liquor, you don't know beer, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of. Is there like a standard hiring procedure? Like do they do they test everybody or is basically based on the establishment? It's and- pick and choose no matter where you go. Because I'm a manager of a regular uh, food store and depending on the person, how they come on, I might ask you certain questions. Mm-hmm. I might have a, my assistant manager interview right after. It's honestly an establishment and how they feel. So it's not really a standard. Some places, like, make you come behind the bar and make certain drinks or just ask you scenarios. Every place is different, but every place, no matter what industry you work on, is very biased. Like, you hire to match you. Like, mm-hmm. any manager hires people that are like them. That's a bias, and yeah. people don't realize it. So... 
if you're a male general manager and you're accustomed to like the pretty girls just like flirting, not being serious, or they don't want to clean, or they don't want to do certain things, or they want to lift stuff, mm. I don't want to bottle with females. I'd rather just get guys. Mm. I'll give a female part time position or an easy uh, a whack shift. Like that's mm. the mindset. But like I own a bar, like I want to have more women. That's mm. my bias. I want people to realize that we have strong women that know what they're doing they know about whiskeys they know about beers, they know about wines exactly you know i want to break that stereotype that it's not just men that know what they're doing behind the bar that's dope that's dope i can't i'm trying to think if i've ever been to an establishment that had majority women i don't think i've ever been in one no mm-hmm. it'd be like one token woman yeah it'd be like one woman and like maybe two men or like one and one mm-hmm. and then the men are very like um, passive aggressive because they'll try hmm. to move to both ends of the bar. What do you mean? Like, we got a bar, mm-hmm. and then you have one one side here. Where most, like, let's just say a whole bunch of people on this side of the bar. He's going to go where all the other people are at. And then leave her on the side. That's kind of the same thing. Uh, or if it's just a busy night, he's going to try to walk up and down the whole bar and get as many orders and tips as he possibly can. Because he's going to be more aggressive than yeah. the female, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Until you come across somebody like me who's not having it. You, you at the right side, right? Okay, so, so you stay over there. there. Stay over so there. There's real psychology to this mm-hmm. shit. So when me and my friends go out and we see it's a female, we mm-hmm. stay on that side. And yeah. we laugh and joke with her all night, tip her or whatever. Mm-hmm. We on purpose because I've had men do like real and this this dickhead stuff. Like just, uh, oh, okay. Well, hey, like sis. Digit's rude. Um, they When we order certain drinks, they don't make the drink right. Or they'll give more attention to the men. They want to yeah. be my bro, my bro. And it's like, I've been staying here for mad long. Like, like the women can't afford these drinks anyway. Yeah. I'm like, honey. Not me and my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we spend a lot of money when we go out. Mm-hmm. You should, might want to come over here. A little bit more often. You might want to come over here. Where you do got money. You be trying to lie to me. <laughs> I, Yo, I saw you last week. I tried to rob you. What are you talking about? <laughs> you had that band right in your... You know what? All right, yo. Ridiculous. I'm going to let you get your shit off. I'm going to let you get your shit it's off. It's not about me. Oh, now it's not about you. <laughs> um, Where are we? Where are we? Are there, like, stereotypes when it comes to people and the kind of drinks that they purchase? Like, oh. Yeah, let's go with that. Because <laughs> shout out to Mandy. I was with Mandy one time. And the menu was just trash. I was like, these drinks are disgusting. I know it's going to give me like acid reflux or something. <laughs> so I was like, what should I get? What should I get? And I was getting nervous. And I was like, I'll get a Long Island. And she was like, bitch, you is ghetto. You better not get that drink. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what else to don't get Don't listen to here. Mandy. Mandy be fucking plastered on Instagram I was all like, the time. I don't know what else to get. And I was like, I don't want no jalapeno blood orange drink like that sounds crazy what? i always recommend people have a go-to drink so like my go-to drink is always a margarita i can never go wrong with a margarita i'm mm-hmm. always gonna be happy with margarita whether it's cheap liquor or a good liquor always gonna be happy if somebody keeps my bar and asks for long ice i i'm gonna think they're get in college on oh, college i'm gonna think you're a baby that you you don't really know drinks you just want to get drunk for cheap you don't have money so you just need this one I've drink had a long it is it is not it's not pleasant. Yeah. It's honestly when you don't have a lot of money and you want to get drunk really quickly. Really fast because there's a whole bunch of alcohol um, in it. Yeah. But now I just get like tequila. Yeah. Now it's, I just get a, a shot of tequila or tequila and like seltzer water because I can't drink cocktails no more. That's perfectly fine. So mm-hmm. that's all I get now. But um. All right. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> White guy from Upper West Side. What he getting? He's definitely um getting a bourbon or a scotch. Um, either straight up, a cube in it, a little seltzer, 
Like, they're not too complicated. You would never... And it was funny. I always worked them like, predominantly white bars. Mm-hmm. There used to be one bottle of Hennessy, and the Hennessy would never get touched because white people will not drink cognac. And I literally, one time at a bar, was asking guys, like, hey, if somebody was to offer you a two shots of free Hennessy mm-hmm. or a uh, free well tequila or vodka which would you take and majority of the time they would say anything but the Hennessy like they it's just not a thing that they drink but yep. I feel like there's racial undertones to that it is. they don't drink cognac they just don't drink cognac it's not something smooth to them honestly I don't think cognac is smooth I was down with Henny Plus for a very long time so I used to preach Henny but once they like eradicated that I was like yo I hate Henny it's really disgusting I hate it it's not yeah. smooth it's yeah, not it's smooth not. at all it's not um yeah it's crazy too. It's cultural things too. So every time I've ever had like an Asian person come to my bar, um, they're very experimental. Like they'll look at the menu to ask you questions. Interesting. Um, they'll try and they'll watch you very thoroughly as you make stuff. So like that's usually my favorite audience to go to. Um, if anybody says like Sex in the Beach, um, Credible Hulk, like I didn't any even of know the people, you still people still ask for that. Yeah. Like the the what base, kind of people. People who are they're usually young. Oh, they're usually okay. young or they're usually ghetto or they just never really been anywhere. Or people automatically I know if you're ordering Hennessy or Duce, you're just trying to get drunk. But it's always exciting to me when somebody says, Do you have Lafroy? I'm like, How do you know about that? Where are you from? Who are your friends? Together? <laughs> like it's always exciting to me when people like ask for something that's really rare or top shelf. Or if I make a cocktail and it's always like, Did you put enough bitters in this? Like Check me. Let let yes. I will. You know what? I'm gonna make this over for I'm you. Like person. it's exciting for the me. The undertone of, of the what, drink. Yeah, that what, you really understand that, the quality yeah. of a drink. What percentage of people you fall into that category? Oh, like a one percent. It's very rare. It's very very rare. Um, if you order anything top shelf, neat, usually some rich old man, some Wall Street guy. Um, damn, I'm really trying to think. What do the Caribbean people tend to get? Oh my gosh, they usually just get stouts. And just rum. <laughs> Why you made that face? Rum and something. <laughs> rum and something. That's yeah, damn. And I'm West Indian too, and they don't order anything else. And what's worse is that they they'll tip. They'll order a very low maintenance drink, so they don't have to tip or give you a dollar. So if I ask you just for a rum and coke, you didn't really put no work in. I don't really have to tip you. What? It's like yeah, what people do hell? that a lot. Old people do that too. Wow. What? Yeah, because the concept of like. You doing a lot of work. That's what I'm tipping you for. But if you're not doing a lot of work, you just open the beer. I can open the beer in my house. Like, that's, yeah, I, I, I have been. Though. I Even have taken women out. They and, feel like you didn't do like. Yeah, I have taken women out, and that's like their assessment of how much to tip. Mm-hmm. Based I mean, on clearly they're not around anymore. But yeah, I've had women like they ain't really do much. Like, why are you giving them that? I'm like, cause this is their job. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I've never been like a small tipper. My favorite is when um, there is a group of guys and like, you just fake flirt and just give them attention. And you just t- you can sell them whatever you want to sell them. Oh, yeah. Niggas are It's dumb. so easy to do that. But my only peeve is that, one, it bothers me when it's women of color. But it bothers me when, like, I'm, I have a group of women and I'm trying to be really social and nice with them. And they're like. Stink. Yeah, I'm just like, sis, we we the same. We the same. I'm here for you. Why are you like this? That's why I don't go to none of the mixy spots, yo. Because they just be Snapchatting it up. 
Yeah, so I don't like those kind of bars. If you go to a nice cocktail bar, your experiences with people is always going to be great because once you go into a cocktail bar, you know what you're you're walking into. But when you're walking into a club or a lounge, like, that's where all the stereotypes comes in. Like, you can just look at people and, like, mm, that the ice cubes already melted. They're not ordering another drink. They're already asking what's the prices ahead of time. They already said they're drunk. Like, I already know who to pay attention to. Um, who's already there? So it's like when you're in the clubs, like prioritize people. Like I used to have guys or women come to the bar, order something real simple, give me a ten dollar tip. I'm like, I remember your face. I don't care how busy it is. You could be all the way in the back. I'm gonna throw you your drink. You're not gonna <laughs> wait for your drink. You're gonna be the first one. I will walk over and give it to you because there's some people that understand it. There's some people. You just get a sense of. I think the people what that. For. I think the people that actually like worked a manual labor job and actually respect that those are the type of people that you know yeah. there's a lot of people better. that don't know about service life though there's a lot of people that don't know how to treat yeah. service people yeah what's the biggest tip you ever got probably like a hundred that's nice yeah it was like cool. a was i used it? to like bartend like people's events and stuff like that like it's just the vibe i'm very social i talk to a lot of people and people like you know i'm you blessed enjoy that. yeah i'm blessed to be in a, a space with like a lot of successful people a lot of caring and genuine people and People bless it down, so that's nice. Unfortunate, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Wait, that makes me think about uh the shit that happened to you with uh with your coworkers when you went to the spot in Harlem and they was wilding out <laughs> with the prices. <laughs> well, they didn't tell what, y'all the price. I want to hear this. They I didn't tell this. the prices. It wasn't on the menu. It wasn't on the menu at all. So I'm like, how you gonna uh first the alcohol wasn't on the menu. That's one. At all, but you told me what you had, so I'm like, all right, cool, I'll get it, no problem. That doesn't make sense. It wasn't on it. <laughs> the cops were called, um, and he was just like, "Well, y'all supposed to already know, um, the pricing, and a business doesn't necessarily have to um tell you, yada yada yada." I'm like, "But it wasn't on the menu." No, that's not true. We asked a, a question, and she answered it incorrectly because she thought she was going to try to finesse us, and this is the wrong group to try to finesse. Mm-hmm. So now you're here because um, we're not paying. <laughs> well, yeah. we're not. We eventually we paid for it, but then I disputed with my bank. But it's but, like um, they. I felt like they treated us. I felt like they treated us because we were black. We didn't have any money. That's why we didn't pay. It was like no, we got all the money right here. But you're deaf. We're not one of these stupid young kids. It was like a seven hundred dollar bill. Yeah, we're not one of these stupid young kids who coming in here who don't know nothing. Just hike to be no like. And then how many stuff work. did y'all order? Probably like. 10 things the food was disgusting they made us eat with plastic forks and spoons so when that came to us we were like okay cafeteria food all right (laughs) cool strike one then we get the bill i'm like that doesn't make sense that's not what you're promoting so how are you going to give me one price on my bill but you're promoting something else completely different so yeah that's insane because i've been to expensive places i didn't always look at the price but like I know if I'm going to towel and I'm about to do 10 shots or something, I know we that's going to be a heavy yeah. bill. Yeah. yeah. But even still, when I stop and ask them, what's the price of something, they're either supposed to know it. Because if you're telling me that something costs $10 and really costs 15 okay, well, no no fraction with you, but let's speak to your manager because I was ill-informed right. about it. Had I known the actual price, I, I would have ordered. ordered that. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is where you put me in a bad situation. And at the right. end of the day, people like that are messed up because the bill was $700, but out of the companies like, the stores, cogs, whatever, it would probably cost like $50 most out of profit. It'd be nothing to be like, you know what? 
I'll give you 25% off for something. That's what we... Like, because like, what happens is this. is mm-hmm. word of mouth. So you're losing clientele. Mm-hmm. And now they're letting more people know what's happening. And people in the service, like, you, you can't be so greedy about money. You have to just be happy with what you're doing and just try to make amends. Like, it's kind of annoying sometimes when people just try to beat the system. Mm-hmm. But do you really want to go back and forth with the person that's helping you pay your bills and shit? Like, we need guests. We that's, need them. That's exactly... And it's service. What Take it care of them. He, the guy didn't care. He was like one of them young dudes. And you could tell the girls coming there being his face. The girls in there was hype probably because they get a couple of scammers in there and want to be in their face. Like, it was just... But don't come out his paycheck. So it was what? just, you know what he did? He said, well, I'll take $100 off the bill. You don't have to pay gratuity. And I'm like, why would you take money out of your waitress? Why would you do that when you can easily just fix this? It's, it's, you can fix this, but you want to take her her tip, her money. I'm like, does she even know you're doing that? Do she even know you're getting ready to take her money? That's bad. How long is it? Do you know how long that spot been open? I don't know. That's bad management. That's horrible. I've been hearing about it for the past two years. Uh, It was horrible. I was like, and my friend was just like, we're not paying that. Like, that's like, you're dead wrong. He said, it's not that we're not going to pay it, but we're telling you right now, this price is wrong. Your waitress fucked up and you fucked up. Like, just fix it. Any other place would have fixed it. Yep. And you chose not to. Cut the noise. Just make this short. Mm Mm-hmm. He mm. called the cops. I was like, you could call the cops all you want. Go ahead, call them. And we wasn't rowdy or anything. We literally sat there like, hey, officer, how are you? And the cops looking like, is this them? And call the cops on the quiet people. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Ridiculous. It was nuts. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I got Some people are not built for a service. That's all it is. <laughs> but that's like the most important thing is operations and service. It's just a ghetto That's it. spot. And they get plays and uh, recognition because Cast Facts talks about them. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what it we is. Know, no comment. Oh, so. then I know we're set. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no comment. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some like bar secrets that people are not aware of? Ooh. Juicy. Uh, I'm a, uh, okay. So one is if you're ever in a bar and they're making you a drink, have them make it on top of the bar. I don't know if you've ever been somewhere and you feel like they make it below. Yes. I've never been. Yes. Okay. Always make sure they make it on top and they make it in front of you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Another thing is a lot of people think that just because... Wait, sorry to cut you off. Why Why specifically that? Why do they have to make it in front so of you? So if you're an asshole and you're being really rude to me, I'm probably going to give you like 3% alcohol and all of the rest of it juice, but you got to just see what they're doing, just the clarity of it. Some people aren't sanitary. Some people are slobs. Some people are just sneaky. Like, but always have it made in front of you. It's uh, always better. Makes sense. Um, or at least in the view that you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people, try to get drinks without ice. Ice is the filthiest thing ever. People who even sub those machines will say, too, like, I never have ice in my drinks. Ice is really filthy, carries a lot of bacteria. That's mm. the health thing. Okay. Um, presentation. So sometimes people make drinks and they'll put ice to fill the glass. Do not knock them filling the glass with ice. It doesn't mean you're getting more liquor. It's still the standard pour. So if I'm making a drink and I want to be very appeasing to you because everything's presentation behind the bar, mm-hmm. I'll probably, if your drink's supposed to have three ounces of the liquor, I'm going to pour like two ounces in it. And then when I'm done, I'm going to taste it. And like, you know what? I'm going to pour the extra ounce, but it makes it look like to I you that I gave you more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also being able to read your, your custom and stuff like that. If I have some idea like, oh, I want more, I want more, I'm like, I'm just going to do this ahead of time. So you think I'm really hooking you up, but exactly the same thing. Um, Damn, I don't want to give away too much. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Damn, I 
don't want to give away so much. Okay. Oh, any drink, if you pay attention to cocktail menus, anything that says a lot of liqueurs or something that has a lot of juice, mm-hmm. avoid those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the concept of they get you full really, really quick, so you're not going to get as drunk. Yep. Um, so the acid reflux and all that That's stuff. That's why is, I don't even, I don't order cocktails when I go no more. I can't because I get full. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's also a trick. And, uh, damn, I don't know off the top of my head. I think that's all I can give you for right now. That's fine. You gave us the essential ones. You gave us the essential Just ones. Just a few. Oh, uh, do you have, like, any wild stories in your bar experience of, like, you know, <laughs> people wilding out? Like, yo, fam, what Stalkers. the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. Stalkers is an everyday thing for me, even, even outside the bar. Um... So I used to work on the Upper West Side at this bar that's near Columbia. So it was like a big college fraternity, all that stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And um, we used to do like $5 frozen margaritas, like some cheap stuff to attract them. And some fraternity and sorority had a whole party. And they came over to us, just like, you know, the end of night off. And we have these big bay windows. And um, it has a balcony, but nobody can really go on it. It's just for presentation. You know what I'm saying? You open it, but you can't climb on it. So I'm like bartending, bartending, music's blasting. And in the corner of my eye, I see a girl standing up on it. And I'm oh, like, get down. Get, I'm spazzing, like, get down. And she's pointing. I'm just like, get down. And she's pointing. And I look. There is a guy knocked out on the couch with his arms folded, knocked out. Mm-hmm. And he's throwing up. Over throwing the up. balcony? No, no, he's sitting down. She got on the balcony to, to try get to get away from, from him because she was, like, in a corner. He's throwing up. There's a pool of vomit in his arms, but he is literally knocked out because somebody tried tapping and he wouldn't wake up, but he's throwing up. That's, like, alcohol poison to the extreme. Bruh, so I'm, like, who's like who's his friend? Like, who's his friend? And nobody's looking. So my manager comes off, turns on the music. He goes, nobody's getting any more drinks until this guy's man's come gets him. Motherfuckers pop out of nowhere just <laughs> running, <laughs> running over to him, try to get him. So they really had to shake and wake him up. Wow. And then on top of it was the nastiest up. thing is they had to get his shirt off. <clears throat> and so the icing on the cake is I don't do throw up. So I gave them the mop and the towels and the fabuloso, and they cleaned that shit the fuck up. But that was like the nastiest thing. I I don't understand. Why did they? Why did they pull the shirt off for him like that? Because I guess when he woke up, it was just all over him. They just had to take it off, but it's like it was still just all, all over. over him. So oh. when he pulled it up, it, it just, just oh. it was. It that reminded me of a time I was coming home. Damn, yeah, and I was on the train. <laughs> I hope he graduated. <laughs> All of that. You better he's graduate. graduate. He's somebody's lawyer right he now. He definitely is. Graduate. Sure. That reminds me of a time I was on the train one time, and there was like this white dude that was like swaying with the train. No. Nope. And once I got off, he just let it all out. But his eyes was closed. He was. It looked like he was asleep, that. and he just let it all out. Thankfully, it. it was late, so he was on, he was sitting on in the seat by himself. But once I got off the train, it was just coming all no. out. I was like, yo, fam. That's why I don't play. I have anxiety, too. No. So if you're next to me, I'm leaving. I'm getting off the whole train. Yeah, I'm, whole I'm train not staying there. Off. I don't I do did. it with throw up, blood. I just, I will never. I've made, I don't care how rich you are, how young or old you are. You will clean up your own throw, throw up. I'm never going to clean that up. That is body fluids. <laughs> I'm not touching. I'm good. Mm-hmm. If you're my close friend or family, I got you. But, like, a stranger? 
No. no I'm out of here. No. See ya. <laughs> like, see oh, ya. shit. I got to clock out. Got a blast. <laughs> it gets wild, though. It gets wild. Uh, uh, have you ever caught... I'm I'm mad to even this came into my head. Have you ever caught somebody trying to like spike somebody's drink? I have never come across that. And honestly, I've always been behind the bar. Whenever women get up from their seat, I take their glass and That's I put good. it behind because you I'm never just, know. I'm always cautious of other people and I'm always that one to be like, Hey creep, go away. I've literally walked customers to a cab like hey who's gonna be in your house like do you have everything this is the concept if it was me or somebody i care about i wouldn't want somebody to take the step i have seen people take their drinks and like put it in a bottle and like dip out i don't really care about that but spike a drink not on my watch (laughs) why are you making that face (laughs) like yes people do that often they'll order a drink and then like oh they didn't finish it so they're gonna they want they paid for it they want to take it later like yeah Oh man, that's you know, a different you, type of When you're young and you ain't got it, you know people gonna do what they're gonna do. Yes, Georgie, get you, Taylor Poitch, cheap Ooh. y'all. Ooh. <laughs> get y'all some Georgie at least. I mean, my chest hurt. If you gonna steal, I think you people who still probably drink Georgie. So I mean, you're not far from. I that. actually used to work in a bar. I used to do two dollar Tuesdays, mm-hmm. and we used to get the coconut Georgie and put it in coconut Ciroc bottles, and people used to think it was that. Or we do like Patron margaritas and it was like the well tequila and people like, yo, I can really taste the Patron so strong. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, drink that up. Yo, people are so foolish about this shit. It's the same thing with like when I used to work at Starbucks, like be like, oh, this is decaf. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> this is decaf, all right. <laughs> Have the motherfucker jumping all over the place in their office. But I'm so weird, I'm that person. If you give me a coffee and it's not decaf, I know. But it's very it rare. Tastes. It's usually older people. Yeah. Yeah. People have a. Milk. I'm yeah. a creature of habit, so if I have something every single time and, and one day's not, not, I know yeah. I know it's not what I want. People are just very anal about drinks in mm. general, and mm-hmm. they really don't be knowing shit. They don't. They, they don't. They really don't be knowing they try shit. To. So now that we're approaching the summer, what would be the perfect drink for summer 2019? The perfect drink for summer. Okay, I would always say something fruity and muddled. There is a rum, is a Brazilian rum called Leblanc. Is like cachaca. I can never pronounce it. Cachaca, cachaca. And um, I say that if you go to a bar and you can come across it, some muddled fruit, whatever your favorite fruits. That means they smashed up mm-hmm. a little simple syrup or sugar, mm-hmm. and add that because they're gonna do three ounces of the drink. You have the liquor and you have that smooth little fruity like edge to take it off. Is nothing's mm-hmm. gonna get watered down, nothing too sweet. Like that is usually Perfect. my go to. Or if you could come across any type of drink that's um like a, a smoke uh kind of drink or a honey kind of drink, like liquor liquor, mm-hmm. do that. Some other fruits and ice. Very simple. Very simple. Cause they don't charge you extra for the muddle fruits. They charge you extra when you're doing the juices and stuff like that. So you get a liquor, mm. yeah. Just go like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought about that. Hello. There's no way to ring up fruits in their yeah. system. Nobody charges for that. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I think you said it before, but just to uh, repeat it, what is your favorite drink? You're like your personal fave. Like, okay, you are at some venue and you need to get your fix. What is the drink that they have to make for you? My 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 fix is always a margarita. I always do, and it's weird because I don't like lemon or lime. So I always say, can I get a margarita with orange juice instead of lemon and lime? Mad simple. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm-mm. Very simple person. I can make very extreme extravagant drinks, but me, my personal go-to, I like simple things. Have you ever come across, well, I'm sure you have, but have you ever cross, come across a bartender that served you and it was like, yo, I don't even know how the fuck you got through the front door? Yeah, a lot of times. I And I would tell them like, hey, you know, um, this tastes a little off for me. Um, is it possible that you can make this over? It has to make it over for me. And if you want to get offended, you can get offended. But at the end of the day, I'm spending my money. Mm-hmm. And had mm-hmm. I been some white woman, you wouldn't have questioned me. So Speak I'm telling you right it. now. Speak on it. This is not the product I want. Mm-hmm. Please amend this situation. You don't want to amend it. Perfectly fine. I didn't drink this drink. I'm going to take my business elsewhere. I'm one of those people. Because I go all out for customer service. It's my job. Mm-hmm. If I go somewhere, I expect the same. As anybody should. <laughs> so are there any like major accomplishments that you've um, accomplished that you want to discuss? Um, Not a full accomplishment, but a step towards um, my goal is I enrolled in the Institute of Culinary Education for Restaurant and Hospitality Management. Um, the ideal goal is for you to graduate that school, you need to have a business plan that you can take to a bank. Mm-hmm. And my date has always been 2020 is when I start putting everything in um production to open my bar mm-hmm. i know how i want my bar to look i know the name of it i know what's the theme um i know where i want it done so i'm going to culinary school to learn financing and accounting um real estate the laws interior design menu design all that good stuff to make sure that next year you know younger me will be proud of older me that we actually got our bar set up and accomplished oh that's nice you gonna <laughs> pull up we pulling up hell yeah Watch. I'm going to have, like, mad nights and stuff, like, soca night, movie night. I'm going to have a whole bunch of stuff. Mm, there needs to be, like, a movie night. I only see them in, like, fucking uh, Williamsburg. There needs I'll, to be a spot for, like, just black movies. Yep. I want that. I, you know, Starbucks thing is, like, the third place. You go home or you go to school or whatever. Starbucks is the third place. I want that kind of be, like, my bar. You know, cheers, you want to go where everybody knows your name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you did there. I want that little comfortable setting for my bar. That's, That's dope. my goal. That's dope. Uh, you haven't discussed this, but you do have a YouTube series. Yes, Drinks I with do. Dia. Please elaborate what the series is about. So Drinks with Dia, um, there's a few things that's going to branch off. But Drinks with Dia is, uh, is mainly for, I think, about everybody who's like, oh, my God, you get to go to all these events and stuff and chase all these beautiful drinks. And I kind of want to give people the chance to be exclusive in their own homes. Mm-hmm. So I take people who've never made drinks before. I show them how to make a drink and present it to the camera. I also have Drunk Games with Dia, which is just something fun, like adult, you know, adult game show. Um, but it's just the concept of I want to educate people a little bit more about liquor. So when you come to my bar, there's no, when you go to any bar, there's no stereotype. You know what you're ordering. I'm going to give bar tips. I'm going to give, like, what's the difference between bourbon, scotch, Irish, American, stuff like that. Um, I want anybody, no matter what class you are, to be educated in the spirit and wine world. Um, and that's my goal, just, like, educate people a little bit more about what you're consuming alcohol-wise. But yeah. I like that. <laughs> like, I like yeah. to drink. Chef Ramsey of liquor, you know, that kind of thing. Like, when uh, I go places and I don't know what to guy. get, I kind of ask the bartender, like, what do you think I should have today? This is how I'm feeling. <laughs> and a bartender I've never asked. Ask. And a bartender no? should I've answer never, No, I've never stated, like, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah, I do just... that. Because depending on how you feel, you want your taste buds to me is, like, mm-hmm. different. So I'm like, well, I had a long mm-hmm. day. But I want to relax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to have a little fun. And what do you suggest I get? 
and I obviously I don't like cocktails because it fills me up fast, mm-hmm. and I don't like too much acidic stuff because I get acid reflux. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very specific, or I'll be fucked up. I've been to brunch <laughs> and the mimosas. I can't do mimosas no more. Like it just had me messed up. Champagne and wine drunk is a different kind of drunk. Cause mm-hmm. you give me a bottle of champagne, I'll probably be out after that. But give me ten <laughs> shots of whiskey, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's a different type of drunk. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But um, I think I think that's everything. You yeah. got you got more questions. You... What's your drink? Drink that I go to. Yeah. Now, I just do tequila. Um, or I'll do um, some kind of vodka and like seltzer water. What kind of tequila? Right now, I like Espanol. That's the new one that I like now. Mm. It's a little bit smoother for my stomach. Mm-hmm. Do silver or gold? Silver. You should try gold. Yeah, would it still be smooth? Because I get yeah, it's usually aged longer. That's okay. why it's a lot smoother, and usually, like, um, the process it has absorbs more flavor. Like every tequila is something different, but absorbs more flavor. So you should probably try it if you're sipping it like by itself. Yeah, definitely go with gold. Silver is more for cocktails. All right, so any kind of gold, yeah, tequila in general. Mm-hmm. What's a good one that you like? There's something I can never pronounce. It has deer. It has a deer on it. It's like El Corazon or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna send you a picture of it. But that's usually my go-to. And then Avion is actually really good. Avion's um, Reposado. Oh yeah, I've had it in so long. That I don't see is... it too many places. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Heredura is also good too. Okay. It, those are like the premium stuff that's easy to find too. But play around. Go to different bars and see. You know what kind of gold tequilas yeah. you have and try something. Little. What's the most expensive drink somebody's ever ordered? Oh, I used to actually work in a nightclub that did the what is it the King Louis whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh, that she was like thirteen. Yeah, that was like one fifty just for the shot. Yeah, yeah, because most cocktails I make end up be like twenty dollars, but that people were actually like buying that back to back. I think that's from that's because of that Fab record. It doesn't on um, one of the Soul tapes that record with him and um J Cole. He they was it? they was talking about. Uh, I think the name of the song is actually Louis the Thirteenth. It's actually really smooth, but it's one fifty. People are insane. Poor shot. The most I did was nineteen forty two, just to see how it tastes. Nineteen forty two, exact. Just, just to see how it tastes. I was like, why y'all hype about this? Let me try it. <laughs> like it was one of those. Like oh, okay. I bought the bottle was like two hundred dollars. I yeah. was like, wow, I wish I didn't do this. I just want to know what everybody was talking yeah, about. Yeah, me too. Mm. It's yeah. a cute bottle. Yeah, it looks nice. It's cute. <laughs> That's it, but it's not that great. Mm-mm. Interesting. Yeah, I've never been a big drinker like that. Don't go over popular stuff. That's the biggest thing. Explore the stuff that you don't even know the name. Try something different. It'd be exclusively just for you. Yeah. Me and my friends like to drink, so we'd be like, what should we try tonight, guys? And then it just escalates from there. Mm. And then you text that. me your bullshit, <laughs> yeah. and then I try not to bring it up on the show. Because nah. one of your niggas is going to get mad. <laughs> Speaking yeah, you... of one of them. Oh, word? What does he like to order a lot? Uh, old-fashioned. Whenever we go to a bar, he likes to see how everybody makes it. It's whiskey. Oh, because people make old fashions, but it's like three is bitters, the sugar, and it's the, the yeah. whiskey, but everybody makes, makes it, it differently. Different. He said it's not much to it, but he's, he just likes to go to different bars when we go to see how everybody makes it. Mm-hmm. Three dashes of the bitter, a teaspoon of sugar, and you stir it. You don't shake or anything else. Everybody has a different method to it, mm-hmm. but that's like the basic of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But, um,. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't got anything else. Ask, mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. We got good shit. Oh, Thank you, you, you shaking me. your head because you ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm thinking about all the liquor. 
I know that's why you distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell everybody your social media so they can follow you. Slide in your DMs to harass you so you can block them. My DMs, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, see it's dragging. My DMs be funny as hell. But um, Instagram is the Dia D E A P I E R R E. Same thing for my Twitter. My website is Drinks with Dia. Same thing as YouTube. Come check me out. I talk a lot of shit. I make a lot of good drinks. Come see what's all this. <laughs> I remember that video you did. I think you you was reenacting like you was coming home from like a long day of work. Oh. <laughs> and she like took off her wig, <laughs> threw that shit somewhere, and then she grabbed a glass and then grabbed the bottle and then she just grabbed the bottle and just walked out. That's really how I, it goes. I threw my wig in the fridge. I poured a glass of some douce and I put the glass in the fridge and I just drank the rest of the bottle. It was a long day. It was a long day. Good shit. Go like <laughs> Premium content. Premium content. <laughs> well, we want to thank Dia for coming through. Yeah. Thank as you for always. having me. Uh, the episodes come out every Monday, as usual, on all major streaming platforms. Uh, what else? What else we got to tell the people? Oh, shout out to our executive producer, Bianca. Gang. That's gang. A whole lot of gang shit, as always. And, yeah, the tickets are still available for the live show coming up June 30th. We got a great topic lined up for you guys. We got to talk a lot of shit. We expecting a lot of fan interaction. We might have a special guest, but mm. I'm working on it. But um, yeah, just make sure you go visit the website, follow us on Instagram, and yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely sophisticated ignorance, and I'm fucking with it.